Navarra invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Ed Cavalli. Today, finally, something interesting has come out of this whole Paris Hilton business. Newsreaders setting fire to their own stories. More, please. Stolen wheelie bin found in Bulgaria. We'll find out the most commonly used phrase in football. Uh, It apparently includes the words disgrace, nightclub and alleged. (laughs) Rubber duck invasion of the UK. We'll ask the question, where have you woken up? Uh, I'll give you one in a cinema screening in Australian film. (laughs) We are exclusive interview with Keith Urban's pants. Oh, and the census. What did they leave off? It's Friday, so all jokes must go. And it. comedian Lawrence Mooney will be here to help us hose out the studio. Man gets penis caught in padlock. Again? Yep. It happens every day. <laughs> Can't it's stop himself. Here on Radio's own, Pasha Bolka, get this. Is it as gross as we might think it is? Well, it's pretty gross. That's David Bowie, Modern Love, here at Get This Around the Nation on Triple M. Good morning, everyone. It's the last one for the week with myself, Tony Martin. How come? We've got Ed Cavalier. Why not? And, of course, Richard Marsland. Lavender. Oh, you lavender these days, Rich. So lavender, it hurts. (laughs) What do you... It hurts. (laughs) Where does it hurt? All over. You know the place. Oh, oh it's man. Friday, so all jokes must go, no matter how poorly constructed. Mm-hmm. That's what we've got. Hey, you know that Paris Hilton business? Yeah. I know probably every breakfast show in the country has fished out the waters. Yeah. Mm. There can't be anything else to say, no, can no, there? No, no. Did you watch that interview? It's like drift netting, I reckon, the Paris Hilton thing. Mm. There was some there was some plankton and stuff to be had. Yeah. The breakfast shows have dragged the drift nets through it, and then it's just sort of barren wasteland. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Which we're now going to farm. Oh, I feel sorry for people on drive shows. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nothing yeah. left. Yeah, no, I haven't seen... I, honestly, I have seen absolutely... I saw a picture of her on the front of, of Who magazine looking like Mother Teresa, and I thought, that, that, I'm, no, I'm out of this. Oh, this sorry. is the new Pius Paris Yeah, Hilton. yeah, 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 which I don't like. And see, I was... You know, I just couldn't bring myself to watch Larry King. I don't understand what the fuss is about Larry King. Yeah. He's got braces. Just an elderly <laughs> monkey. Yeah, he's... <laughs> I'm the world's oldest, craggiest, grumpiest monkey in a suit. It's pretty impressive. And like his questions, it'll take like seven minutes to come up with a question. There's oh, yeah. something that pretty much anyone could have thought of themselves. So, uh, you're uh, some kind of heiress. Oh, what's one. that like? Have you ever seen uh, the gentle the stick that prods Larry when he falls asleep <laughs> during the interviews? No. It's there if you're looking for it. <laughs> so somebody had to watch the damn thing, yeah. Mister Marsland. Have you stepped up to the Got plate? The nod. I took the bullet. Oh. It, it was one solid hour, mm. and I know what you're saying about Larry King because he's considered, you know, he's the, the great interviewer in the United States, and I'm sure he was at some point. Mm. And so many opportunities during this interview for him to close the gate, as they as they say in the legal terms, you know, to catch catch Paris Hilton. Yeah. Out. Um, but he just didn't use them, you know. Like he had all these great opportunities, but it was an interesting interview anyway. I guess if you're into that whole thing, really, I, I was watching. Prove it. Going, it prove it, that it's an interesting interview. I was watching it going. Can you make it? That's too obvious. I can't make that joke. You know the whole thing. Give just, us yeah. one of the on, obvious on, ones on Friday. You can again. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, well, Paris. Uh, of course, she went into jail and then she went out of jail. Mm, yeah. That's right. A lot of people saying, you know, what was the reason? Mm. Um, what, why did she get dragged out of jail? Uh, psychological reasons. <sighs> you're right, Tony. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. Okay. We're doing. Uh, where have you woken up? later on in the show. Uh, so here's Paris talking about some of her troubles in the prison. Well, I suffer from claustrophobia my entire life. And um, when I first got in that cell, I was having severe panic attacks, anxiety attacks. My claustrophobia was kicking in. Claustrophobic. Claustrophobic yeah. Paris. Well, I think that originally occurred, that claustrophobia, when she was forced to live in a 14-bedroom mansion for oh, a brief yeah, period. If anyone's forced to do that. <laughs> Just the walls are caving in. <laughs> but it wasn't just about her, her, her jail stint. It was also about um, Paris as a person. Yeah. Getting to know some of the uh, some of the, the Paris... I think I know her pretty well. T- some of the Rich. Paris story, yeah. Well, I've seen her videos. I think I know her fairly well. <laughs> I'm not sure if Larry King's going to come up with anything I haven't. I don't already know, unless the interview took that kind of turn. Now, listen, Paris, I've seen some of your work, and, uh, well... We're going to have to pixelate the next section of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Paris at one point was asked what she does like about herself. What's a personality trait Paris Hilton would change? Something I know, when I get nervous or shy, my voice gets really high. I've been doing that ever since I was a little girl and uh, that's something I don't like that I do. I like when I talk in my normal voice, but sometimes I go down and that's something I'm trying to change about myself. Okay. <laughs> Who yeah. wants to take it? No. You're right, Tom? No, I'm not going to say it. 
Oh, Come Margaret. on, help yourself. It's Friday. <laughs> yeah. Dive in, Rich. The go down thing. <laughs> <laughs> when she gets shy. Yeah. Is she shy? Because I've seen a lot of work in front of the cameras from Paris Hilton. Uh, She's got a very deep voice at the moment. <laughs> no, I haven't seen her voice go high and whiny for a long, long time. She just yeah. sounds bored and disinterested constantly. Yeah. Sort of mannered you know ennui. She's kind of got... One of her eyes is a bit lazy, right? Mm-hmm. And so and one of my eyes is a little bit lazy when you catch me in the right light. Yes. Uh, and I figure... What I think it is, is that eye is already really bored of her. Yeah. And slowly her whole body is going to be so bored of being Paris Hilton <laughs> that one day she's just going to collapse on the floor. <laughs> A mound of dust. <laughs> the bit I saw on the news, she was going, yeah, I really want to help all these women and build a shelter. And she was just looking down at either the ground in boredom or a sheet of paper that had been slipped to her <laughs> under the desk by a publicist. <laughs> yeah, I really want to help people. I really want to help floor people. No, yeah. sorry, I've misread that. Poor people. Whoops. Never yeah. taken any drugs. Okay, right, so all those joints that you've seen holding in the new weekly, mm. photoshopped in by Absolutely insiders right. and sources. No Woody Harrelson throws them into her bag <laughs> from across the room at parties. Hey, hey, you guys seem depressed. You guys seem cynical. You look like you might need some enlightenment. Uh, yeah, 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 we're cynical as. You need some wisdom from Paris Hilton. We yeah, do, yeah. yeah. Some of her prison writings. Uh-oh. They say when we reach a crossroad or turning point in life, it really doesn't matter how we got there. But what we do next after we get there? Usually we arrive there by adversity. And that it is then and only then that we find out who we truly are and what we're truly made of. It's a process, a gift, and a journey. And if we can travel it alone, although the road may be rough at the beginning, we find the ability to walk it. A way to start fresh again. It's neither a downfall nor a failure, but a new beginning. Oh, sorry. She sounded even bored by her own writing. Did you notice? I noticed yeah. there was a big sniff in the middle of that. Was that her giving herself some extra motivation, as it were, to keep going? Some of the drugs for her ADD. Yeah. Oh, ADD. Yeah, yeah, that's right. She revealed she had ADD. Didn't know that she gets easily bored quickly. Some, some sort of acting deficit disorder <laughs> going by. Uh, that one in the wax museum. Yeah, she, she's talking about when you get to the crossroads. You're going, when you get to the crossroads, that's usually when you hit a lamppost, claim you were drunk, and then say, my agent forgot to tell me I was unlicensed. <laughs> That what happens at the crossroads? So I'm watching this thing and I'm 57 minutes in. It's seven. Oh, it, it's, man. It's three minutes to eight. I'm going, geez, there's no jokes in this thing. But no, wait for Larry King's outro to his own program. I want to be a good role model for these girls. Thank you, Paris. Thank you. Paris Hilton. Tomorrow night, Colin Powell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have we got Colin Powell next? I think so. I just love saying the word Colin and pronouncing it Colin. Yeah. Who does it? It's amazing. It's a new world. News readers look forward to that every night, don't they? <laughs> Can I get him to say Colin again? Tune Martin. Irritable Colin Powell syndrome. <laughs> All right, uh, more to get through. Hopefully it doesn't involve uh, drunken heiresses. Next, I'll get this. Ah, yes, that's Paolo Nutini, Scottish ass, here at Get This Around the Nation on Triple M, and I couldn't decide... Do we only point that out uh, because, perhaps poorly, we all assume a Scottish pop song to sound like the Proclaimers? Uh, yeah. Is that why we point that out, Tone? Poorly. You think of, uh, what, Polly Walnuts? No, no. Think, Paolo! Sorry. Poorly. Paolo. Okay, let's have some crime, if that's your attitude. Although I can't decide <laughs> is my whether to have crime or football, but generally they're on the same page. You know, always have both. They're on the same page. Let's go footy. Okay, what do you got? Well, there's that fellow. Um, yeah. Col- yeah, Mr. Didac, who apparently was hanging out with the uh, mm. the, the guy, the bad guy. Oh, right. yeah, I think the word you want is allegedly. Allegedly. Sorry, I was allegedly hanging out with the... Um... Although I'd like to hear apparently more on the news. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, Mr. Bockbell did this. Word around the campfire is. <laughs> a, a mate of mine told me. Uh, the uh, it, Apparently he was hanging out with this, uh, in a nightclub, with mm. a guy that went and shot some people. Yeah, okay. In Melbourne. Right. And I was thinking that the other footballers are really going to have to put in over the weekend <laughs> to right. knock him off the front page. <laughs> like, they're going to have to drink a whole industrial tub of sunscreen if they want to get Didac off the front counter or they're going to and cabbies are going to have to watch out because they're going to be on the punch cabbies <laughs> are going to need to be wearing those inflatable sumo suits <laughs> to deflect the blows or want someone because there was the guy that you know urinated in the casino yeah, to try and get Didac off the front page someone's mm. going to have to br- walk into the studios during channel 10 news and just take <laughs> 
a massive piss all over the weather desk <laughs> to even get close to this oh, no, guy. I think Mike Larkin did that on Channel oh, 10 on Monday because he's running out of stuff to do. He is. <laughs> now it's over to our wacky weatherman, Mike Larkin. Oh, Mike, no, please. Don't. No, go, with, go with me on this. <laughs> I'm throwing some cakes down. <laughs> uh, okay. So best of luck, footballers. Now, I, I don't know much about football, as the listeners would be aware, but I do know one thing, that when you become an AFL footballer, yes. there's, what would be the first thing you would have to learn? What do you think that would be? Oh. Rules of the game? No. Nah. Oh. You get taken in, all the footballers at the start of the year get taken into a room and they project a phrase up onto a wall and it's a phrase they're going to have to use a lot and they have to say it over and over again. And the phrase is, I deeply regret the embarrassment caused to myself, my family and the football club. Everybody once more. I deeply regret. They just wheel it out every week. I know. <laughs> It's a very useful phrase. It's one you have to know. Mm -hmm. uh, what about that Tony Mockbill? Now, we've been Mockers. making uh, the odd sort of joke about mm. the hairpiece or whatever. No, I'd like to say you two have uh, to any of <laughs> yeah. the colourful no. racing identities listening. Not to worry. I'm coming round on Tony Mockbill. Oh, really? I'm declaring the bloke a genius. Great. Have Great. you seen what he's done now? Uh, he's hired uh, high-powered two-pronged lawyers. <laughs> Well, he's got a two-pronged legal campaign. Is that Zara Gard Wilson? <laughs> no? Oh, it must be Friday. <laughs> feel dirty. <laughs> Sorry, Paris took me there and now I can't get out. Tony Mockbell, genius. Listen to this. What's he come up with? Over in Greece, Tony Mockbell's lawyers will argue that he should be allowed to lodge an appeal 14 months late on the grounds that he was denied the chance to challenge the verdict and sentence that he received while he was out of the country. Oh, so basically, he's fled the country, mm -hmm. and as a result, he's been denied the chance to <laughs> respond to <laughs> the court. How selfish. <laughs> that is brilliant. I mean, has anyone tried that one before? You guys didn't call me to let me know. <laughs> no one came up to me and asked me. I'm just sitting in a cafe. You could have just asked me. I was busy escaping. <laughs> How could I know what you were saying about me? He said, what's the other prong? Wasn't well, me. Do you need another one? No. With a defence, with a strategy that brilliant, <laughs> he's going to become the next Scacy. He's good. He's going to be living in Greece for years, wow. laughing up with his two-pronged lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> Saying, well, the only reason that I was found guilty of that business back in Melbourne mm. is because they very rudely decided to try me while I was busy escaping from the country. <laughs> that is brilliant. You've got to give him yeah. points no, for that. I mean, I'm in. All right. Uh, what else have we got? Have we got time for just one more yeah. of the... I know, it'll be the last one. Of what? For the show, those Paris Hilton X. Yeah. Oh, okay. Have yeah. you got one of those? What do you got, Rich? Uh, this is the strip search. Oh, okay. Were you strip searched? Do yeah. they do that in jail? I yeah. know they do it in prison. They do. They do it in any jail. That what was, was that like? The most humiliating experience of my life. I've I never had to do that. You know, doing that in front of someone you don't even know, it's... So one police officer and you in a room? Yes. Is it as gross as we might think it is? Well, it's pretty gross, you know, taking your clothes off in front of someone and having to do that. Is she taking the piss? <laughs> do you think it's just, like, genius-level satire? <laughs> so, hang on, that was the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to her. So, like, having your personal sex tape distributed to the entire no, the, the point not a problem the point she's trying to make is it wasn't filmed you know I mean she hates to see this stuff just going out into the ether as oh, you that's say embarrassing. and there's no record of it I'm yeah. doing some of my best gear yeah yeah yeah, yeah. there's no footage no footage <laughs> what a day in the office though you're going to strip says uh, Paris Hilton no, I've seen that movie already yeah. <laughs> I know how it goes. For anyone else? <laughs> All right. Uh, don't have uh, those drunken New Zealanders. No, we no, don't we'll have time. Sizzle that up. Them. Sizzle, sizzle. That's coming soon. But uh, in the meantime, music. Here, get this. Vegetables. Oh, that's... Man, that's midnight oil. I caught you there, didn't I, Tone? Here, get this. I haven't been doing my instruction with Lee Simon here at Triple mm. M. Knows the end to every song. Does. He can back announce any song in his sleep. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, it's Get This around the nation Hello. on Triple M. It's the uh, last show for the week. And mm. um, hasn't been many exclusive interviews this week, I have to say, yet. Yes, you're right. <laughs> oh, were you not ready for this? You're so right, Tony. <laughs> I'll just uh, do something else while you're shuffling those no, papers. No, 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 I got it. Here okay. we go. 
now, listen to this, Mr. Martin. Yeah. Keith Urban's pants. Keith uh, Urban's pants? Are being given away on a uh, such and such radio show somewhere or another. Mm-hmm. And they've been autographed by the man himself. Right. And we are lucky enough to have an exclusive interview with Keith Urban's pants. Well, Keith Urban's pants, thanks for joining us. I've met Nicole Kidman. <laughs> thanks for your time. Bombshells as always. <laughs> okay. Not I, as good a talker as his hair. Yeah. His teeth does a good interview as well. Mm. I could probably name more songs that his pants have done <laughs> than he himself, although that's not fair. Let's have some of the music of Keith Urban. Flowers, flowers drifting by the pink. <laughs> In my dreams, so sweet flower, red, blue, or pink. What I love is... That's not even Keith Urban. That's, I went back through the podcast. That was from the clip Children's Poetry. Or Keith Urban lyrics. And that was one of the children's poetry. Yeah, poetry. that was from Lena, aged four. Now, what's what's worse is, so you guys play that, and you have a laugh yeah, at we my, do. Uh, brilliant. my poor singing ability. We love it. Rich, do your version, because you sing it in the office a lot. <laughs> I don't know the exact words, but it's... it's flowers, funny. flowers drifting by. Yeah. In my dreams. Flowers, flowers drifting by the pain. <laughs> in my dreams, I see flowers, red, blue, or pain. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit, Bob Dylan. Yeah, see, that's... Ma- Marsland goes electric. <laughs> <laughs> Marsland comes alive. Jazz festival. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know, people are starting to sing that around the corridors. Mate, Maybe we could get Keith Urban to record a version of it. Bad idea. But, but then uh, the royalties would have to go to, who was it? Lena, aged four. <laughs> uh, so many letters uh, come into us here and mm. emails, if you prefer. What have we got here? Um, Who's written in? Ken Luke says... Uh, you reckon Rich, fake name? No, it's a real name. He says, guys, can you make a joke about a made-up all-male gym called Firmwood? Opposite Fernwood. <laughs> no, I don't think we could. That'd be very poor. No, very poor. <laughs> He's thought that through, though. It's pretty good. I don't mind that. I don't know what the machines would be like in there. Maybe this could just be the official get this gym. Fernwood. <laughs> it's All right. Funny. Good ideas from very our listeners. Savannah Kylars. Oh, come on. No, she says. Now come on. She's going, okay, you don't seem to be uh, running any month ideas for June. You know, jumper pants, mm. that's sort of pretty good, but it's not really attached to a month no, like your not. previous ideas, yeah, like April mm. and dismay. Pre-ops January. She's waiting for what she calls Nick Kershawgist. Wow, that's a stretch. <laughs> that's, a s- real, that's a real stretch. And then she wants to celebrate Howard Jones Timber. Oh. Okay, all synth pop for the later <laughs> of the year. Ouch, it must be Friday. Yeah, it must be. Okay. Ouch. Take that, uh, listeners. You email us in an idea that you've lovingly thought of and then thought to send to Tony, and he responds with, ouch. Oh, but I'm only saying it's Friday. All jokes must go. Look, that's better gear than I was running earlier about yeah, Tony Mockbell. I was right. thinking about the Mockbell Shakespeare Company, but I can't really. <laughs> See? Yeah, I know. See? It's a Friday sort of feel. What else did I have? I was going to come on because it was Friday and say, what about that Pasha Bolka? What does that mean? Isn't that when you kiss a fat person in a nightclub? <laughs> I'm going to pash a bulker. I pashed a couple of bulkers last night. That's Friday gear. That's what it is. It's Friday gear. It's get it out of your system or you'll be saying it to yourself in your car over the weekend. <laughs> All right, then. In that case. in that dive case, in. In that case, a man has been uh, freed by fireman after getting his penis stuck in a padlock. Oh, wow. Yeah. Finally. A man in his 50s. And it reminded me, Tony, what you were saying the other day. Well, what, do you, what do you do when you... Uh, snap the key off in the lock? You have a spare key on your key ring mm-hmm. and you have a pair of pliers in your car. This is what he needs. Spare penis and a pair of pliers. Who's <laughs> <laughs> the boy today? I, I had a change. I have. change. I was just wondering if it was a Lockwood padlock. Um, okay, you've got to go over to Firmwood. With our buddy Ken Luke. Richard's been in the pun tank all night. I'm the puddle operator. Oh, no, no, stop. Can we get out of here, stop. please? Please. Get out of here, please. No, don't even play that clip. Go to some ads. Get this. Chroming and drinking alcohol. Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power. It's Get This. It's on Triple M almost everywhere around Australia. Uh, mm. Good morning if you're just joining us, and if you are... Uh, hopefully you know what jumper pants are. It's an idea of Greg Fleets that seems to have uh, developed a life of its own. It sure has. People showing up at the foyer here at Triple M wearing the jumper pants. Mm. Security guard doesn't know about our show. <laughs> Turns them away. That's right. 
Uh, a lot of people want the jingle, including uh, Verity Smith wants the jingle uh, up on our website as a ringtone. Turn your smile into a frown. Turn your wardrobe upside down. Jump the <laughs> Is that how you want your phone to ring? Yep. <laughs> All right, we'll get that up, shall we, Nikki? What will the picture be to it? Yeah, there's a challenge for you. Greg Fleet in, in some jumper pants. pants. See if we can arrange that. Get him in here first. Yeah. Oh, well, that could take months. Uh, what about podcasts? What are we up to? Uh, 97. How do, don't have a song for 97. I have one. No. Oh, I know. Yes, there must be one, though. Sure, there would. Oh, hang on. No. You're going to no, come up with something live? No, it's okay. No. What were you going to do? No, I had a Tony Blair grab talking about the year 1997. Yeah. But that doesn't help. Is it funny? That would be podcast 1,997, ah, which yes. is next week. Some time away. Yes. We've lost Tony Blair. Yes. And that guy, that new one, looks very boring. New Gordon Brown. Yeah, he's very bland, isn't he? Is somebody going to get a Gordon Brown up? Mm? Mr. Marson, can you do a Gordon Brown? I'm just thinking of songs with Brown in them. Mm. You know, Mr. Brown, you've got a lovely daughter. Mm. Mrs. Brown, is it? Hollis Brown by Bob Dylan, but I can't think of any others. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure there'll be some wonderful, wonderful musical parodies going. <laughs> Maybe we should get something happening. Maybe we should. Uh, well, I think we do need some uh, some music at this point. Um, I, I want to hear something we haven't played before at this time slot. What have you got, Mr. M- uh, well, let's let Ed go back to it. What do okay, you got? Okay, okay, okay. Uh, now, what I've done here is I've, uh, I've come up with something that sounds a little bit like The Killers, mm. uh, and it's as if I was in a band and someone's come up to me and gone, what you need to do, a couple more tats, uh, a few more, like, piercings, try and make yourself sound industrial, but don't be tough at all, oh. and try and date a blonde chick. Two, three, four. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yep. Ed Cavalier here at Triple M. This is Getty Stuff, folks. Get this around the nation. That's the name of the show, and that was good Charlotte uh, dance floor anthem here at Triple M. Like I say, it is Get This. They're calling it Boghenge. Oh. They are not. <laughs> that coming from? Uh, speaking of uh, Englishness, a lot of people have been calling up to say that Gordon Brown uh, has the nickname Gordon Brown Texture Like Sun. Oh, because of the song <laughs> yeah. Golden Brown. Very right. Anglo song. Here we go. It's happening. Sing it, Rich. It's writing itself. Give it a go, Rich. Golden Brown Texture Like Sun. Why am I singing so much? <laughs> and I can't help but be suspicious <laughs> yeah. that all these singing grabs of me are being grabbed for maybe <laughs> later on in the year. Except that you, sort of you seem to be doing an impression of uh, Ed's Keith Urban there. Flowers, <laughs> love. Sorry, it's hard to resist. Okay, maybe it What isn't. are we doing? We're talking about Gordon Brown. Gordon Brown. See, it sounds like a really good exclamation. You're like, yeah. I've got an uncle who's uh, constantly saying, Gordon Bennett. <laughs> I've never known what that means. It could be a bit rude, like, I've got me Gordon Browns caught in the fence. <laughs> Who was that? Is that uh, George Harrison? It was a, it was a geezer. <laughs> a geezer. Please, let's get up to a higher altitude atop Talkback Mountain. Come on, everybody, everybody, everybody. Jive Bunny with goats on backup vocals. <laughs> Thank you, Matty D. Uh, and someone called in to say, Josh, or is that Justin? Well, we'll just call him Joshton. Uh, he <laughs> says there's a number 97 in the song, The Wreck of the Old 97. Oh, of course. By Hank Snow. I'm sure we don't have that coming up. What is that, a pirate ditty of some sort? I'm not sure. No, it's like a, it's a very sad song. It's one of those songs that's a story. Uh, so you sort of like a ramble twice and you get the idea. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Podcast 97. It's not up there yet. It's going up later in the day. Mm. It's going to be chockers. I think it's a fair bit of Chris Taylor in there. Right. What are we talking about up here? Now, we're talking about uh, the phone topic for today on Talkback Mountain mm. is where have you woken up? Oh, right. What is this? Now, the reason we're doing this is for two, a two-pronged attack. Uh, here we go. A worker slept in cupboard for eight months. A hard-up British Airways worker slept in a work store cupboard for nearly eight months. Stephen McNally, 30, bunked down amongst computers photo- and photocopiers to avoid security. Now, this is the bit I like. He got his supper from the office vending machines. Right. Mm, delicious <laughs> Kit Kats for dinner again. Now, where was this? Uh, in England. Right, where obviously there's increased airport security. Yeah. <laughs> Bloke lived in a cupboard for eight months. Yeah, but he was, you know, not of Middle Eastern descent, so it was cool. Oh, right, there enough. we go. So uh, he didn't he didn't leave any blankets or anything. There was no trace of his stay. It's amazing he got away with it for so long. Guess what gave him away? What? Constant Kit Kat breath, and he stank, apparently. Because the only thing he couldn't fashion was a shower. 
<laughs> oh, okay. The perfect crime. So where have you woken up? And the other reason that uh, I bring this up is I had a friend who uh, I used to work with for Triple M when I was driving the cars up in Sydney. Yes. And he loved to go out. And uh, he'd go out and he'd say, oh, I'm only going to have one drink. I'm only going to have one drink. And he'd leave his car somewhere. Mm. Get completely smashed and then have to go and sleep in his car. Right. And I saw him one day. He came to work. And Hang on. In his car, you mean in the Black Thunder? No, 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 in his own car. Okay. Which was normally full of the things he'd stolen from the prize cupboard. <laughs> that he'd migrated <laughs> Sorry. from the Black Thunder to his own vehicle. That's what they do here at the station. Migrate things. So uh, anyway, I saw him when he came to work and his face was sort of all pressed in on one side and his other half of his face was all sunburned. And I said, all right, come on, out with it. And he said, oh, mate, I went out last night and I left my car somewhere and, and when I woke up, I was standing up but I was face down on the bonnet of my car as if I was being frisked by the police. <laughs> <laughs> but he wasn't actually. No. And I said, how long have you been there? He said, well, I woke up. It was still dark. I was pretty comfy, so I went back to sleep. And then when I woke up, my face was burnt. <laughs> What's he been doing? Classy life he leads. <laughs> oh. All right, where have you woken up? Yeah. Richard Marsland. I know someone who had also another big night at another radio station that I used to work at years ago. Sexia. Yeah. And uh, the That's new- the so elaborate way of just saying, yes, it's here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but this person was a newsreader and um, she liked to party. She liked to boogie and so she came in at about 4.30, which is about the time that you start writing the news. Right. And the first bulletin's at 6am. Yeah. And she said, listen, I'm just going to go and have a nap underneath the desk. Can you wake me up at a couple of minutes to six? Because the news bulletin's all written. So I'm, I'm talking to her on the intercom saying, wake up, wake up. News theme goes to where, of course, we have about 45 seconds of just no news. Just just an, a microphone and just some snoring sounds in the background. <laughs> Of the new studio. That's a great sound. Yeah. I'd like to think that's what we'll be having at the top of this hour. <laughs> no news today. <laughs> what about you, Martin? Uh, well, I constantly just wake up on the couch in front of the Crime Investigation Network yeah. with a Spyrax notebook in my hand <laughs> because I've been staying up late, hopefully, in search of some New Zealand drunks. Yes, that's where those drunks come from mm. that we play constantly. Mm. Police 107 mm. on CI, Crime Investigation Network, on Foxtel. Big new episode coming up this week. Next week on Police 10-7, oh, uh, a Hamilton drunk loses his dinner on the way to Central. Uh, yeah, that's good, mate. And a report of vandalism in a local park leads the police to Nate. This bloke is biting the head off a chicken. Oh, oh, oh. No, that's there you go. <laughs> Imagine flagging your show with, where's that footage of the bloke biting your head off a chicken? Now, this was pointed out by one of our listeners wrote in to say, hey, you got to get this episode. He's biting the head off a chicken, but they've pixelated his head. So he's got a pixelated head with just feathers flying out of it. That's <laughs> coming up this week. He waited for the cameras to be on him. He's waited for a good shot. I'll do it, I'll do it. Camera left. A little bit more camera left. Okay, okay, good. <laughs> All right, that's, and Hamilton, that's, uh, in fact, where most of my family lives. Uh, as far as you're aware. In a that's west, what they tell you. Sort of witness protection scheme style. <laughs> I didn't realise it was quite so much vomiting. Mm. Uh, Call us up. Oh, hang on. What? We want to hear where you've woken up. Mm. And is there a prize in Cavalier? No. Oh. Okay, (laughs) give us a call. Where did you wake up? One triple three five three. Oh, Amazing, Alex Lloyd here. Get this on <laughs> Triple M. This and is, we should do this topic every day. We will, but I'd just like to point out that as soon as we went to that song, in came Cecilia on the phones with a birthday cake for Ed Cavalier. Thank you all. Is it today or tomorrow? It's tomorrow. Uh, presents can be forwarded to uh, Triple M in your capital city. <laughs> and I accept cats uh, and cash. <laughs> cats for cash, Cavalier. <laughs> And how few candles is there on that cake, Mr. Mars? I remember my yeah. cake came in, okay, the sprinklers went off. <laughs> Bloody hell. This is going to be the first piece of cake I've had in my 20s. What does that mean? I mean, you love food. I don't eat, I don't eat cake. I love it to death, but if I have one, Rich, oh, man, I'll have yeah. 50. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then, I'll, and then I'll, I will drag you to Coles until you get me another one. <laughs> All right? Yeah. But where, <laughs> where have you woken up? That's what we're asking today. Hey, Bryce. How's it going, fellas? Yeah, we're excellent, sir. Where have you woken up? Um, I was up in holiday. I was up in Darwin on holidays, going back uh, several years ago now, and obviously had a, uh, a big night. And somewhere uh, in my drunken infinite wisdom, I decided to climb a tree, <laughs> which point I've passed out upside down and got woken up by one of the local coppers. The next morning, tapped me on the shoulder, saying, "Mate, you can't sleep here." Oh, and did you just reply to him, "Why not? I'm a koala." <laughs> <laughs> I just shook my head because I was in a daze, and even the local Aboriginals were disgusted by my act. Even the locals have turned their nose up at you. 
Yeah. There you go. Hey, Bryce, uh, well done. Uh, thanks for the call. <laughs> and uh, have a nice weekend, basically. So they're going to send that task force up to the Northern Territory <laughs> to sort out the Aborigines, and they're yeah. going, no, you've got to see this bloke yeah, up the tree. Bryce is your real problem. <laughs> there you go. It's like a drop bear. We'll pass his number on. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Bryce. Who's next? Hey, Ben. How are you? I'm well indeed. Yourself? We are excellent, sir. Where have you woken up? I woke up on a warship. Oh, <laughs> and you weren't supposed to be there? Uh, actually, the wrong warship. My, um... <laughs> The wrong warship. I, I was on the HMAS Anzac, and the HMAS Arunta is the same type of ship. And I went to sleep in the corresponding bed on the wrong ship and woke up at sea. Fantastic. <laughs> on your way to Iraq. And uh, <laughs> did you just keep the roost going? I, um, no, I didn't have any uniform, so I was quite noticeable. Oh, <laughs> dressed as a penguin. Uh, <laughs> now. <laughs> Ben, when you say the same ship, is it an easy mistake to make? I, I normally see massive numbers on the sides of ships to identify I mean, them. Like, I'll didn't go, tip you off? You know, I'll be at Coles and I'll go to the wrong car because it's the Anzac, same make and model. Yeah. <laughs> Anzac's number 150, Arantas number 151. Easy. Easy oh. mistake to yeah, make. Yeah, easy mistake to make. <laughs> Got the spoilers. Thank you for defending our country, Ben. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're in safe hands. <laughs> How many people would have uh, woken up on the Pasha Bolka? <laughs> That's run aground. You know, oh. I reckon that'll be a great place to leave someone for a buck's night. A lot of people have woken up uh, having pashed a bulker. <laughs> Sorry. Listen. I'll just keep saying it. As we say on Get This, turn the pasha bulker into a restaurant and be done with it. <laughs> All right? Who's next? Hi, Paul. How are you? G'day, mate. How are you? We're excellent. Where have you woken up, mate? Mate, I actually woke up in a circus one night. <laughs> oh. And you weren't meant to? You're not oh. part of the circus? Uh, no, just to set the scene, I was having a few beers at a mate's place and we got out the fondue set and uh, there was about two litres of vodka and a, and a kilo of chocolate in there and we basically got into it. She called it fondant and across the road was Lovely. a park and they had the <laughs> circus there. And uh, obviously after a bit of fondant we uh, decided to go over there and sort of infiltrate the circus. We made our way past the carnies playing cards and drinking beers and what it was about midnight. And uh, we snuck in under the tent and I mean they're on stage like in and going around on one of these big wheels and juggling all the bats and stuff. And, uh, and did, you, sudden, did you just think, it, did you think it was a circus or did you just think, I'm so pissed, it must, it seems like a circus. Yeah, it was just someone's <laughs> living room, you were juggling their cats. I'm going to drink from this bucket of, hang on, it's just paper, <laughs> going on here. Hey, well, I think the lesson we've learned here is alcohol and fondue <laughs> don't mix. No. All right, woke up in a circus. That's pretty good. Can we top it here? I think so. Another Paul. How are you, sir? G'day, guys. How are you going? Excellent. Where'd you wake up? Um, the schoolies week in the Gold Coast. Mm -hmm. I uh, <laughs> went to relieve myself against a pole, street, street pole, and um, woke up in the morning standing up with my head against the pole and people jogging past with their dogs. And uh, had you, had you uh, no, I hadn't tucked it away? Up. No, no, you no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just free-balling, just doing your own pole dance, as it were, in the street. And, I mean, people would be used to that on the Gold Coast, wouldn't they? Yeah, they were fine. I'd just give them a wave and... Yeah, look, it's the mayor. it up. <laughs> I, thought you, I, uh, I thought you might have collected a few uh, fair bit of cash and spare change. People thought you were busking. You're one of those statues. <laughs> or it's just the new look meter, mates. <laughs> or a camper will be doing that in no time. Uh, thank you, Paul. In well, your garage for three grand. Well done, sir. <laughs> Beautiful selection. Okay, one more. G'day, oh, Jeremy. How are you? Well, thanks, guys. How are you? Excellent. Where'd you wake up? Uh, Blackhawk Tactical Assault Helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> are you defending our nation as well? Not anymore. <laughs> How so, Jeremy? Well, I was actually supposed to be on it. I, I think I fell asleep around about Brisbane and then woke up again to a smack across the back of my helmet uh, at around about Toowoomba on the way into Oakey. Wow, he's what, got... we're, we're about 2,000 feet, so it was nothing... No, I mean, it was, yeah, it's totally fine, mate. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was like a 747 at that sort of altitude, just cruising along nicely. And what, uh, and what was so boring about being in a sort of uh, open helicopter full of guns that put to, caused <laughs> you to uh, fall asleep, Jeremy? Not usually that boring, but no. it was just... It was a transit flight. I'd had enough. Yeah, yeah. I'd been for a tactical flight that morning, I think, and just... It was nothing interesting at the time. Yeah, absolutely. In-flight movie was Black Hawk Down. That wasn't helping. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, do you think they'll show you on those ads they've got for joining the armed forces at the moment, where it's very exciting to be in the armed forces, and there's Jeremy on the nod drooling in a Black Hawk. It's very nice. And then just cut to the other bloke on the wrong ship. <laughs> that's, that's what Brendan Nelson needs to get all of his footage together. Thank you, everyone that called in. Beautiful. I think it might be my favourite phone topic. That's good. Oh, all right. Well, everyone can have uh, a big sleep in over the weekend. Yes. Call us up with some stories on Monday.
Mm. But hey, in the next hour, oh, we love it when this bloke drops by. He's excellent. Mm. You've said, what's he been on recently? Last comic standing. Yeah. He's about to be on in the Foxtel. The American one? Yeah. yeah. Wow, we'll talk to him about that. Lawrence Mooney. Get this. You ring them up and they can't even tell that they're talking to a bloke. Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power. Because I can if I don't because I want to I assume you've met the Navara Be ignored by the step and the board Because I'm gonna The Nissan Navara that is with its huge pulling power What a 4x4 four four. It's pretty curvy but oh. blokey at the same time oh, it's blokey as Oh it sure is and as is our guest today Let's welcome Lawrence Mooney Thanks for coming in Lawrence And like the Nissan Navara yeah. Good pulling power mm. and quite curvy <laughs> Good idea. In all the right places. That's right. You've been uh, eating the cake here. Uh, it's brought in because it's Ed's birthday tomorrow. Yes. Mm. Uh, it tastes like a Susan Day cake. <laughs> One yeah. of those ones you get in the supermarket. Oh, right. No, no, no. No, it was, it was, it was uh, like cake shop bought, I believe. Oh, cake shop bought. Mm. Do you mean like, Susan Day from LA Law? Yeah, Patrick's what are you family? talking about? <laughs> That's, That's what I was thinking. I remember I the Susan Day cake trucks. They used to, they used to have a love heart. That was it. Really? Susan Day, I prefer the Bonaducci. <laughs> Does anyone remember Susan Day cakes? No, oh, it's because we're so much older. Ed Cavalier, though, mm. youngest person on the show, lying about his age already. I wasn't lying about my you age. You were lying on about your age for a few months on your MySpace page. When I started it, I was that age. Then I had a birthday yeah. and failed to update it. Look, it, Tone, MySpace isn't where you go for truth, all right? <laughs> Are you one of those sexual predators that they're talking about on MySpace? Just, Are you? Define predator. <laughs> You've got to have your hands up then yes. in a claw-type yes, way. Yes, yes, wearing a cloak, that's me. Yes. <laughs> Define predator, a film where all of the cast are now in politics. <laughs> Absolutely right. That's what it is. Hey, Lawrence, we've got so much to talk about you. Were you in that last comic standing business from America? I have been in the last comic standing, the current series that's uh, going to air on the Comedy Channel, or I just think they call it Comedy now, mm. on uh, Fox Tell oh, and right. also Fox 8. Oh, well. That's and I can reveal all because they kicked me out. Now that <laughs> is... They kicked me out of the Comedy House. Sizzle and a half here at Get This. Oh, the Rolling Stones. She is so cold. Here, get this. It's the second hour on Triple M. And yes, our co-host is here. Beautiful chiselling in the face, almond-shaped eyes. Really carries himself well with style. He thinks he's the best, and he probably is. It's Lawrence Mooney. <laughs> so a beautiful profile. I'm sure that wasn't the kind of judgment you were getting from your appearance on Last Comic Standing. Uh, I uh, went to L.A. after being in the... Um, the trial final here, if you like. Yeah, just explain. So this is a show, if people haven't seen it, it's like Australian Idol for comedians. It is, and uh, they ran uh, trials in Sydney, so there was about 200 comedians and people who would just come off in off the street, mm. Oz and, Idol style. And we won't say who, but one English comedian who'd failed to get in in the British auditions mm. came out... And uh, stole one of our spots. They come over here, they <laughs> steal our jokes. They steal our spots. Yeah, Jeannie Yasharay. Yeah, we weren't naming her. But okay, right, and uh, <laughs> she uh, is in the final. And uh, so, anyway, we all line up. You get to go in and do a quick 30 seconds, and okay. they say yes or no. 30 seconds? Yeah. That was 30 seconds? Well, they say two minutes, but you get to about 30 seconds, and they say, great, you're wonderful. So and once you've done where are you from, and yeah, uh, you then know. you just barge into a set... <laughs> Jokes and, about where uh, you parked, and and hopefully get a a, a joke in there in thirty seconds. Because yeah. Lawrence, you work pretty blue, like <laughs> uh, occasionally, yeah. So I thought I'm gonna ch I'm gonna choose something intelligent uh, that's not blue straight away, and uh, and they brought me back for that final in Australia, which was about twenty two of us, and then they chose three that were going to go to the United States of America, L.A for the semi-finals. Mm. And, and now, can we say who the others are, the other Australians? The other Australians are Adam Vincent. Yes. Mm -hmm. And Fiona O'Loughlin. Oh, mm -hmm. now, nice. So we were three of the 32, separated into two semi-finals of 16 each. It was a hot LA afternoon, Tony. Yes. And uh, I was very nervous because <laughs> part of my brain was saying, relax, it's only four minutes. And It's only four minutes. That's a lot of pressure on one four-minute mm. spot. And the other side of my brain was saying, you're in Hollywood. Someone <laughs> might spot you. You better be funny. <laughs> and uh, the guy... It was a long day. They were recording a TV show, and so I was 15 out of 16 acts. Right. And by the time I got out, 
the audience that looked like they were off Jerry Springer. Yeah. Uh, and the, the judges had been eating up a fair bit of time, you were saying? They were, one of them being Tom Arnold, who seemed to be very motivated uh-huh. and uh, sweating profusely. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> he just wanted to crack eggs. Oh, wow, I love your act. <laughs> you were telling me he was doing longer than four minutes. He was doing a lot longer. Every and time. He was also doing a lot of single entendre. Uh, <laughs> He's the master of it. <laughs> and trying to crack onto the female comedians. It was, <laughs> it was pretty ugly. A good look. Anyway, the guy before me, he got a standing ovation, but uh, oh. he, he did something comically you may have seen before. He did impersonations. Oh, right. And he yeah. went out with this one. And you've always, in America, you've got to go out with uh, a fact that will give the audience an opportunity to applaud, like I just returned from Iraq entertaining the yes, boys. Yes, gotcha. Yep. He went out and went, uh, I've got a three-year-old, I'm a stay-at-home dad. And his hand was in the air waving before they started oh. applauding. And so they give him applause, he stands back and he says, you know, and uh, there's the Wizard of Oz is playing all the time around our place. Just imagine if they recast it. That's right, folks. Just imagine if they recast it using... I think uh, it'd go a little bit like this. <laughs> Jack Nicholson as Dorothy. Uh, this might sound like sour grapes. I'm just using it to hey, illustrate this- what I came on after. Uh, he did Robert De Niro. He did Christopher Lloyd, Bobcat Goldthwaite. Christopher Lloyd? Yeah. Not Walken, Lloyd. No, That's an obscure Lloyd, one. But from, you know, uh, the Back prof- to the Future. Yeah, the yeah. doc. A bit of a stoner kind of a sound. Anyway, every... Uh, impersonation, got a massive round of applause and as he finished, he got a standing ovation and then they went, and all the way from Australia, all the way from down under, please welcome Lawrence Mooney. And I walked out to people wiping their eyes and going, oh, 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 how, that guy doing the impersonations, how was he when he did Jack Nicholson? Yeah, my name's Dorothy. I want to go to the big green, and you know, they were just going, oh, Oh, I don't well, think I could ever laugh again. Well, now, I don't yeah. think I could ever laugh we, ever I'm again. Spent. Yeah, yeah, I have spent. What are you going to have for dinner? Are we going to go to that all-you-can-eat diner? And so I had to go and go, hey, 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 come all the way uh, from Australia. I only got four minutes. Everyone, no. I just may as well have said, talk amongst yourselves, really. <laughs> now, what's it like? So you're standing there, and it's, just, how do you know when your four minutes are up? Well, there's got a massive plasma screen behind the judges and uh, when you get to one minute, well, once you've used three minutes, the one-minute sign comes up. Wow. And when you get to 30 seconds, it counts down from 30. That's not distracting. So you think, okay, my big killer gag's got to come in here after 30. (laughs) 30, 29, 28. (laughs) And you think, oh, they're not laughing much. (laughs) Maybe I should do an impersonation. (laughs) I know, John Howard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they don't know who he is. Of course, the audience are looking around, seeing it timing down, going 15. He better get to Jack Nicholson soon. Yeah. <laughs> When's he going to do something funny? <laughs> but I did this. I, I underestimated the audience and the competition. And mm. I thought, do something kind of conservative that is guaranteed laughs. Reach into the old grab bag of yep. comedy and did this routine about women's underwear and pantyhose that I've had from years back. You know, the big killer out is pantyhose, you know, when the skirt comes off, they're scary and confusing and whenever I see my girlfriend's bum in pantyhose it always reminds me of a burglar's face. (laughs) Bada boom! (laughs) Anyway, uh, so I did that and there was just... It always reminds me of a burglar's face. (laughs) If you've done it like that... Yeah, that's... I I was kind of... I I had a little bit of L.A. in there. Uh, it always reminds me of a burglar's face. And I'd even ask, you know, they call them pantyhose? Yes, they call them pantyhose. I checked that the translation do was you there. Do you have burglars over here? Do you yes, have burglars, we do. Yes, do yeah. they wear pantyhose as disguises? <laughs> All was good. And then as I delivered it and got nothing and just, I did the big, <laughs> thank you very much, and threw in a very gratuitous, and God bless America. <laughs> <laughs> Look out for that on Last Comic Saturday. That's the emergency parachute <laughs> yeah, right there. A God bless America. I was walking off and I thought to myself, this is my exiting thought. I thought, you've just done a gig in LA about pantyhose. It really doesn't get under 30 degrees Celsius here. <laughs> no one in this town has ever worn pantyhose, not only in LA, but in the larger California area. Ever, ever worn pantyhose. You're a disgrace to yourself and your family. Get on the plane and piss off home. Well, welcome that, back, Lawrence. <laughs> well, that was my internal monologue on the way off stage. Well, uh, we're on for any kind of pantyhose we gag are. on this show. So uh, you're among <laughs> friends here. 
here. And look. sometimes they're worn so high, one of the boobs is tucked into the pantyhose. Do you get what I'm saying? One of the boobs is <laughs> like it's tucked into the pantyhose. It's not outside the pantyhose. It's in there behind it like a booby trap. You know what I'm saying? Oh, hang on. No respect. Nikki's giving us the four-minute light. Actually, she gave it to us four minutes ago. Right. Uh, here, get this. More in a moment. Good excuse, the John Butler Trio here to get this around the nation on Triple M. Lawrence Mooney is with us, and of course we're brought to you by the Nissan Navara. Richard Marsden, did you hear something about the Navara? Uh, you... One of the Get This listeners, either on the Get This MySpace page, maybe even your page, Ed, suggested um, that to get the Pasha Bolka back out to sea, instead of using the tugboats, they should use <laughs> the, the massive, massive pulling power. power. Give them a round. <laughs> are doing our job for us. Do you have a MySpace page, uh, Lawrence? I do have a MySpace page mm. and uh, must be the laziest MySpace on MySpace. Really? Uh, I, I just wanted to get on and get my name registered, Lawrence Mooney, one word. Yep, yep. And uh, haven't put a photo up, haven't written much about myself <laughs> and people do occasionally ask to be my friend and I never apply to them and their message is, mm, there's not much on your page but I think you're pretty funny. Oh, uh, uh-huh. And that's all I need, a bit of positive reinforcement. I am so needy that... Um, <laughs> When, I, when I'm reading through a book and uh, I'm starting a new novel or something and I get to acknowledgements, I don't know the author, but I will look at the acknowledgements to see if I'm in there. <laughs> You've made the cut. <laughs> so far, Stephen King's ignoring you, is he? Yeah, no acknowledgement from Stephen King. I will actually, you know, and hopefully think, just imagine, or on the liner notes of a CD, right. and at the closing ceremony of the Commonwealth Games, they went through thanking a whole lot of people, and I thought, oh, I must have contributed something. <laughs> and I was listening for a thank you, Lawrence Mooney. How fancy do you go with the authors? Like if you were reading, you know, like, I don't know, Balzac or something from the 18th century. Am I in here? No. I'll, I'll stick it pretty current because I don't think I've had a previous life. Not yeah. really begin to in reincarnation. If there are any famous... If Salman Rushdie, anyone listening, just wants to throw Lawrence Moody's name in, I mean, he, he could send you some free CDs. I love Rushdie's work too. I read a novel of his recently, Fury. Very good. Oh, All right. that an angry man. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I wonder what inspired that. Was that living in Bono's shed for three and a half years? <laughs> That's where he was. I was. You mentioned Bono. Yesterday I was reading Viz magazine and they just said Bono has been officially replaced as uh, the UK's biggest twat. Uh, <laughs> by who? He stood down by Sting. Uh, oh, yeah, fair enough. Sting they has been returned to number one. They share the title. <laughs> he said they referred to him as a... Uh, a knee-high Irish gobshite. <laughs> well, I think we've got some knee-high Irish gobshite gear coming up later in the show. Just on the MySpace now, uh, there is a Get This page. Sort of Ed Cavalier's page is kind of the unofficial yeah, Get This that's page. That's where the nutbags like to go first. But How many friends? You Me, know. I'm pushing like um, like 1900. Yeah, he was in a race with the band Toto for yeah, a while, and yeah. Toto were getting well ahead. Toto's on like 5,000. <laughs> right. Do you know you, you know Toto's Africa? Hold yeah. the line. Yeah, right. I know Toto. No, so you you, you, you I'm, were, I'm not thinking the pizza parlour in Ligon Street. No, so the thing is, you didn't wince. Normally, when we say Toto, people kind of duck for cover because they think the single <laughs> oh. might be coming. But yeah. uh, yeah, so you, I was worried. I know those rains down in Africa. Yeah, okay, we do. Yeah. You've got to be careful because sometimes you'll just mention it quite mm. gratuitously. Oh, Don't do that. It's <laughs> the Marslin. But then people have started to set up unofficial <laughs> Get This MySpace page. have, yes. And one of them is quite brilliant. Yeah. It just has this slideshow of obscure things we've mentioned mm. and I can't even remember saying them. It'll just come up, medallions of meat. Just <laughs> things like that will come at your face. Great. Mm. Bang! Okay. Who's but done that? Is MySpace under threat now from Facebook? That's what, what the Facebook kids are all locked. Yeah, or do you have to have two sites that you're yeah. constantly maintaining? It's like a talking s- to freaks on both. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love your site too. Not. Hello. I think it's like a Mega Drive and a Super Nintendo back in the day. Mm. The two can exist. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, because Super Mario was only on uh, Super Nintendo, <laughs> mm. but, Me- but Mega Drive had Altered Beast. You know what I'm saying? Sonic the Hedgehog. It's Sonic the Hedgehog. So the two can coexist. That world is completely foreign to me. I never gamed. I have never, never gamed. gamed. I probably will never game. What? Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll find out. By the end of the show, we'll have you doing something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, uh, I, you know, you find great music on MySpace. Do you ever go around there? Oh, there's, there's plenty of good music. There's an Australian band simply called Root. And uh, I urge you go to their page, which is uh, MySpace forward slash uh, Root the Music. There you go. <laughs> and they've got a fantastic song, which I think may be about Australian Idol. Well worth investigating right. the Roots. I'm predicting Root Mania. 
will be really? uh, taking Australia by storm. Okay. It's how Arctic Monkey came to the fore, wasn't it? Yeah. Was that via MySpace it or was. just via their own website? The no, it was via... Yeah. And, uh, Lily Pam, Allen? Lily Allen. Well, geez, lots oh. of answer for MySpace. Yeah. And, uh, um, Debussy, I think, originally was discovered on MySpace. Debussy? Oh, so years ago. Back in the... It's a gold. It's a gold track, Debussy. <laughs> Look up Debussy. <laughs> Early version of uh, Labouche. Really? <laughs> French disco, mainly. <laughs> right, because Debussy was actually a... A classical composer, there wasn't he? There you go. Oh, right. We're just playing with Ed's mind. Right. Yeah. He constantly does that with me, they, though. They call it suicide music, Debussy. Oh, really? Yeah, you get in the bath and open a vein, put on the Debussy. <laughs> and all that Jerry Nade, you're listening to Triple M. <laughs> hey, let's come on. It's the end of the week. It's going to be fun times ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Can you feel how close that weekend is, Lawrence? Oh, the Bledisloe Cup's going to be on in Melbourne, and uh, oh, it, it, ooh, you're pumped up for rugby union. Is that football? Yeah, no, <laughs> no it's, idea. It's New Zealand versus Australia, Tony. Oh, okay, you oh. must be internally conflicted when the Bledisloe Cup comes on. All I know about football is that when you become a footballer, you have to memorise this phrase. I deeply regret the embarrassment <laughs> caused to myself, my family, and, and the my football club. club. Yeah. Say that mantra over and over oh, again, and you'll be fine. But really, I mean, who are we to throw stones? Who hasn't been trapped in the back of a C Series Mercedes while a bikey discharges gunshots <laughs> from the window? Who hasn't? Let he who is without sin be the first to cast a stone. There's a lot going on in this country. There's some sort of census underway, is that right? Oh, yeah. The census results has been at the yeah. end of last year, and they've come out now. And, uh, and you're suggesting they're rubbish. Oh, my goodness. Well, that I talks am. all about, you know, uh, what religions we are no. and, <laughs> and what money we no. make and, and how old we are. What about the essential questions? Yes, let's get to them next. Get this. Shamelessly ripping off Asian tourists for years. Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power. It's Get This Around the Nation on Triple M. Lawrence Mooney is with us. Uh, the MySpace page we were directing you to is uh, myspace.com forward slash root the music. I think mm. you'll enjoy what you find there. Uh, Do you like to get onto the internet and just find stuff, Lawrence? Absolutely. I am a bit of a forager on the internet. I'm disturbed by the amount of pornographic images on the internet. Oh. I hasten to add. And I still say that. There. I thought they were being taken <laughs> down. I don't say that tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> you know, it's mind-boggling the amount of material out there. Is, yeah. there. is there a woman in the Western world that hasn't been in a pornographic <laughs> image? It sounds Can like we have a show in. of hands? No, call in. <laughs> yeah. Call in. Call in. If if you, you, maybe uh, that should have been a question on the census. <laughs> no, that should have been. Have you ever been in a porno? <laughs> Which site do we go to to find you? Yeah. Well, uh, now, you've got opinions about the census. Well, the you? census has come out and, the, you know, they boil it down. They say the average age is 37, the average mm. so family size is two kids. No. We're getting older. We're getting wealthier. Mm. We're getting actually more single. More no. single mm. people. There's more single adults now than ever before. Yeah. And then, it, you know, has a kind of a racial mix in religion. But what about the fascinating things that we buy Who magazine for and NW? How heavy are you? Yes. How often do you have sex? How often have you got a cat and a dog? Unrelated to the previous question. (laughs) You know, how happy or sad are you? Have you been in Zoo Magazine's booty bank? Yes. Yeah. Important information. (laughs) Have you ever appeared in a pornographic image? Mm. Stuff that we can have a bit of fun with. Are you suggesting this could be a good phone topic? Well, absolutely. Or what what question would you like to see in the census? Yeah, good idea. What question idea. are you burning to answer? <laughs> mm. One of the other things they say is they say where people live. Houses, flats, apartments, etc, etc. Mm. But 134,274 people live in other dwellings, which is cupboards, thunder boxes and tree houses. <laughs> really? Is that, and thunder what about, boxes, you say. What about the nape of a bridge? <laughs> is that there? <laughs> A tree or just a doona? No fixed address. <laughs> what do you think should be on there, Mr Barslett? What about percentage of people who still live at home with their parents who are over the age of 90? Ooh. <laughs> oh, I want to say some interesting figures there. Yeah, really? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think that uh, living with your parents has gone up the age of, you know, once yes. upon a time you got out of there as quick mm. as you could. Mm, 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 and yeah. now very savvy youth have thought, no, this is too good. Yeah. Uh, I can have sex and uh, my parents are down with it and they can do the washing up afterwards. <laughs>
What about, I mean, they Ed. can bath me and my partner. Ed, you live uh, in the Dude Ranch. I live in a Dude Ranch. You're new, did you guys take part in the census? Uh, we weren't a ranch uh, when that started. But we, oh, that uh, was when you were at your old place? Yeah, yeah. What the, is a Dude Ranch? catch up. Uh, I, the Dude Ranch is a house I live in, Lawrence. It's just me and two blokes. I've come from living in the catch-up, me and five girls. Right. Uh, moved to the Dude Ranch. We have uh, one rule at our house. Mm. Girlfriend suggestions not welcome. Right. And it was the best thing we ever did. One of them walked in the other day and she reached into a bag and she I could see that she had a cushion. And she couldn't even get the cushion out of the bag before me and my other flatmate went, No! No, no cushions. They love cushions, girls. So they love good. to cushion up a place really. And then once they finish with the couch, they start putting cushions on the bed. Yeah, then they'd, they'll be cushions. Getting you to change your hair and wash oh. your clothes. and Doilies will be everywhere. You put don't some want pants on. So three guys in a house. I can imagine the smell. Oh. Well, that's it. See, so you don't <laughs> want cushions because that'll uh, dampen the fart fun <laughs> because it's just endless fart gags, according oh, to Ed. Oh, yeah. Anything. I, I yeah. can smell the hot man and socks effect right now. <laughs> All right, let's uh, not go down that path. We're saying what should have been on the census form? What yep. question? Yep. What you... question would you like to see there? All right, give us a call. One triple three five three. That's those mantles here again. This on Triple M around the nation. Lawrence Mooney tell is you with us. A, what's an alluring look? Yeah, Lawrence Mooney. I, I turned around and just caught Lawrence with his finger in the icing of my birthday cake. Wow! And he's put it up to his mouth, licked it lovingly, and just looked at me and gone. I've taken some icing. Mm, well, <laughs> that is that what, wrong? Take yeah. all you want. <laughs> that was his closer on Last Comic Standing. That's what I heard. Uh, we're asking what should they have asked on that census form? Lawrence thinks they've got it wrong. Let's prove it, Ed. G'day, Rory. Howdy. What should they have asked, mate? Oh, well, pretty much what kind of underwear you wear on the uh, on the census, like mm. uh, boxes or briefs for guys or uh, panties or G-strings for girls. Yeah, yeah. Or, 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 or when filling out the census, whether you were wearing underwear that day. <laughs> because, you know, how it's very dependent on the day. You could have census. clicked a pair of your underpants to the census form and sent it in. <laughs> <laughs> People often do that. Whether it was clean or not as well would have been, uh, been helpful. An alarming yes. amount of male mesh G-strings coming from one arm Marsland. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> and very nice. I'd have to take uh, medieval pantaloons. That's yeah, what I prefer. Right. Just to briefly refer to something earlier about uh, Greg Fleet's jumper pants. Yes. Uh, variation on the theme, uh, the beanie jocks. Uh, you, don't, you don't really wear them. You just stick them into your pants <laughs> and fashion them around wow. your genitalia. Every, uh, wow. Uh, Warm and comfy. Rory, you ever jock. done that? Or, wow. <laughs> yeah. Rory's hung up in disgust. And yeah. we'll obviously have to have a fashion parade. Uh, get oh, this fashion parade. Now we're getting when somewhere. When is fashion week? We could get involved in when that. There we go. Now we're getting somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm writing that down. Guys, bad news. Um, fa- we have lost fashion week to Sydney. As of this week. Oh, you're saying that Melbourne has lost uh, Fashion, Fashion Week. week to Sydney. Oh, it's <laughs> we. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this goes right around Australia. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Hey, good on us. We won it from Melbourne. <laughs> See, that's balance. But, but what, was, uh, what was going wrong with that? I mean... Well, that, apparently there was a bit of uh, talk earlier in the week that Sydney was trying to get the Grand Prix from Melbourne yeah. and the Australian Tennis Open, mm. but it was just subterfuge and they snuck around the back. Wanted the fashion all the time, took it. Doesn't the Grand Prix lose massive amounts of money, or is that uh, an urban myth? Not we. Melbourne are actually going to trade the Grand Prix for the gay Mardi Gras. <laughs> That's a good uh, idea. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I like to think that the gay Mardi Gras will be held on the Albert Park circuit at high speeds. That's not a bad idea. Get some of those flights on the high turns. <laughs> yeah. Streets good. are certainly a lot tidier after the Mardi Gras. Yeah. Census. What else did it need? Uh, hi, Luke. How are you? Hey, guys. How What did they miss? Oh. Well, they certainly miss that call. World of Warcraft. Oh, oh, sorry. Can you say that again? Yeah, uh, sorry. The Dungeons and Dragons people just uh, interfered with your call. <laughs> what did they miss, bro? Oh, he's gone. Oh. Uh, you know, I, I think I did read that. It was what level are you on World of Warcraft? <laughs> he right. obviously couldn't spend that long away from the game. No, exactly right. They, <laughs> they, call, they call it RL uh, when you're leaving the game real life. So they'll, they'll type into each other, sorry, got to go to RL, the baby's crying. Oh. Uh, be back in five. <laughs> got to... Got to go to RL, the baby's crying, but I'm taking my sword. Um, <laughs> I know how much gold I have. Surely we have somebody on the line, Ed. Hi, Steve. Hey, guys, how you doing? Excellent, man. What did they miss? Uh, the question would be, uh, how bloody tired are you of hearing of Paris Hilton? Mm. Oh, yes. And what would you have filled in? Well, I'd, I'd have a scale of 1 to 10, mm. and 1, not, not really bothered, or 10... Um, extremely bothered and don't want to hear her name ever again, and that's what I think most people would have filled in. Yeah, but enough. did you uh, see her speaking to the elderly monkey in braces last night? I mean, <laughs> you weren't compelled? No. No. Nah. As soon as it comes on, I just ha- um, uh, you change channels or turn it off or... 
it's after about the the tenth or twelfth time I've seen it. It just mm. gets uh, gets a bit much. It's the same old story, just rehashed. Yeah, yeah. It's and she looks a bit weird. Yeah, so she does. She look weird. Or is she just beginning to look weird because my eyes are fatigued? It's because you've never. Is it because you've never actually seen her speaking before? Mm. Because she's normally she's She's good at sort of posing for photographs. Yeah, Yeah. shouldn't be allowed to indulge in long conversations. Not a lot going on. She said she has found the Lord and uh, or found God. And Larry King said, uh, "So Paris, uh, what's your favourite passage from the Bible?" And she just giggled and went. I don't have a favourite. <laughs> and I would have been more impressed if she had said, listen, it was only 23 days. I'm only halfway through Exodus. So, uh, don't ruin the end for gotta, me. Yeah, don't ruin the end for me. Don't tell me that Jesus... Is it a happy ending? Yeah, it is. <laughs> and But all she does know is that God, he's so hot right now. He's so hot. He's so, so hot. hot. So hot. <laughs> He'll be at Fashion Week. All right. Uh, what else should we have asked? Hi, Graham. How are you? How are we today? Excellent. What should they have asked? Are we telling the truth? Oh, what do you mean? Ooh. Well, oh. nearly all the sense, all the people I've spoken to have just not told the truth. Oh, in the census. So you're suggesting all these statistics. It's like an elaborate gotcha call. There's not, in <laughs> fact, 21 million people living in Australia. There's only 800. Exactly. Oh, of these anyway. Right. Uh, <laughs> okay. Hang on. We've gone AM just for yeah. a second there. <laughs> I, so I think that most people, being a little bit paranoid this time of the year, when they're confronted with a question, how much money do you make, they lie. Because they think, this isn't going to the Bureau of Statistics, it's going to the tax office. Ah, that's what it is. And they know where I live. It's, they're going to come and take more money. It's a stealth audit. Yeah, is that what they're up to? Well. All right, lying on the census. Okay, finally, David, are you there? I'm here. Now, what should they have asked, mate? Well, I think for New Zealand, the New Zealand census, yes. they should have a question saying, have you been, have you appeared on Police 107? <laughs> Shouldn't the question, David, be, when was the last time you appeared drunk on Police 107? Because, now, the population of New Zealand is somewhere around 4 million. Mm. It's like the same as Melbourne. Yeah. That's the thing. And, yeah. and a good percentage of those are, are obviously orcs. Yeah. But of the <laughs> remainder, you have to go with three separate cop shows going around. Surely everyone's going to have been on it eventually. Do you watch uh, Police 10 7? No, I only hear it vicariously through you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, Police 10 7, uh, just run me through the kind of like the. It's, well, it's cops, but it's in New Zealand. Yeah. But because the population's so small, almost everybody is pixelated. Because you're just going to go, oh, like Barry from number 17. All oh, right, so it's real, it's real yeah. cop. All oh, right, okay. yeah. It's really so, nice crime, too. It's sweet crime. Like, right. America has cops, New Zealand has fops. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> right. That's the different it's version. It's a hanky dangling version. So, police, police 10 7. <laughs> That's what it is. Uh, right. Sadly, we don't have time to play you any clips, Lawrence. Thanks yeah. to everyone yeah. who took part. Excellent. More to say here at this fine program next. Follow me. Oh, yes. That'd be Green Day, their version of uh, John Lennon's uh, working class hero. Here, get this. We've got Lawrence Mooney sitting in for this hour. It's almost over. We're almost uh, ready to sign off. Did you hear... So you don't know what Police 10 7 is, Lawrence? No, you've uh, just briefly given me a bit of a synopsis. It's real-life cops. Yeah. New Zealand style. Yeah, and the, the what happens is that the criminals are often incredibly aggressive, but the New Zealand police are completely unfazed by anything. You know, Stead? They're the nicest people in the world. It's kind of reverse to American cops then. Well, it's got... Uh, there's one we've been playing clips from all week, which is a bloke who insists he didn't steal a car, goes and sits in his own car, won't get out of that. Then he goes and sits in the cop car, demands to be arrested, claims he's already been arrested, then goes back and sits in his own car. We pick up at the action at that point. With Paul getting more and more difficult to deal with, Mike decides it's time to make an arrest. I've asked you to refrain from using that language. Now you're under arrest for using oh, a scene language, all right, in a public place. Come hey, over there's here. There's nothing. There's nothing. I'm because you're under arrest. I'm hey, going to get Paul, 10 years for that. Listen to me. I'm going to get 10 years for that. Because you're going to get 10 years for that. Let me finish, all right? Because yep. you're under arrest, I'm going to tell yep. you now that you have the right I, to consult. You know what? I was I, under arrest anyway. All right. Well, hold on. No, you weren't. Yes, I was. Hey, listen. Hop out of the car. Take me to the police Hop out of the car, Paul. Please hop out of the car. Thank you. Since when did you listen use to me? Word, please. You have the right to consult with and instruct the lawyer without delaying in private? Yeah, I will too. Yeah. As soon as we get there. Hold on. You're not obliged to make a statement? <laughs> what have I done wrong? Listen to me. <laughs> what are you charging me for? I've just told you, you've been arrested for obscene language. Yeah. All right. Is that all? That f- all right. So Come what? Is hey, that hey, hey, hey. Put your now? hands, put your hands on the car. <laughs> All right. Oh, you're a hit. And last but not least, shoot me. Go on. Last but not least, I can shoot me. Don't have to say anything. Go on. Anything you do say will be down and given an evidence. Shoot me. Do you understand those? K K K. All right. <laughs> put your hand behind your back. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Paul later pleaded guilty to using obscene language and possession of cannabis. There you go. That's on the Crime Investigation Network, CI on Foxtel. KKK. And it's been a big week for crime news. I'd like to congratulate everybody who works on this show for the uh, good taste and reticence in not making any cheap jokes about that uh, Rene Rifkin case and that very disturbing um, mm. breast request yeah. down at the uh, the morgue. I've got some more, uh, no, disturbing... No, okay. we have had no jokes about morgue nogs, and I'm not going to start now. <laughs> I'm not going to bring the show into disrepute. <laughs> if we're going to play some music, we yes. certainly do. Here, get this. Oh, it must be time to sign off here and get this. I apologise to people coming on after us. Uh, a bit of eagle-eyed cherry there. Thank you, Lawrence Mooney, for sitting in for the whole hour. Tony, Richard, Ed, happy birthday. It's Thanks, uh, been great. Have and a great weekend, everyone. Now, what do you want to plug? Obviously, Last Comic Standing going out on comedy. Uh, on uh, Channel Fox. 9 in Melbourne, 5.30, you can see me on Postcards on oh, Sunday. Where is, is Pete Smith still your dad? <laughs> and no, uh, Pete Smith only appeared as my dad in one episode, but I saw him the other day in the car park and I yeah. said, I'm loving your work on The Nation, Pete. And he said, do you know what? I do my own stunts. Uh, <laughs> well, we've been, a lot of people have been complaining. We haven't had Pete in on the show this year. He's in on Tuesday. Brilliant. Right. For Great. Smith Buffs. I'll be tuning in for that. Uh, and, well, I guess it's the end of the week. Certainly yeah. is. So I've got to thank Mr. Mars. What about Nikki Hamilton, our fine producer? Nikki. Matt Dower, somewhere in the basement on the pots and pans. Wow, Cecilia on the phones. Yeah, all of the network knob jockeys no, around jockeys. the network. Ed Cavalier, a pleasure as always. Tony, the best. <laughs> certainly did. It's an old radio term. It is. It's <laughs> back to the 1920s. Pete Smith will confirm that. Yeah. And uh, time to go. Don't forget Podcasts Ahoy yep. at the Get This website or iTunes. But um, have we not got a key phrase for today's show, Ed, were you saying? No, no, we do. Richard just doesn't want to play it. <laughs> yeah. Let's hear it, Rich. Flowers, flowers, drifting by the pain. In my dreams I see flowers, red, blue, pain. Oh, that is Richard Marsden doing Ed Cavalli doing Keith Urban. And we'll be back on Monday with Jane Kennedy. Yes. And it's all thanks to that Nissan Navara. You know it. It's the one with the huge pulling power. Mm. You know